The Spanish Announce Table. It is episode 377 of the Spanish Announce Table. And a super fun episode of AEW Dynamite last night. We're going to talk primarily about that because, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of breaking news. There wasn't much. uh, People didn't get fired. People didn't uh, get arrested. You know, none of the fun stuff. Yeah, and... Honestly, the only good nationally televised wrestling show is AEW Dynamite. Now, we could, if we wanted to, go back and recap Rampage, but at the breakneck speed that AEW operates on, by the time we record on a Thursday and that show happened last Friday, all that stuff is almost, you know, moved on to something else. So it doesn't seem right to kind of go back and talk about uh, rampage when we're this far removed. So again, we're going to focus on, on dynamite, the a show, the signature show for AEW, and, uh, let's kick it off. You ready to get, get this going? I am very excited for this. Uh, I thought it was a great show and I'm ready to talk about it. Well, I've got some opinions. It it was a good show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, great. What's the bar for great? Great to become a throwaway term, I guess. Right. That's true. That's true. (laughs) So in the Bret Hart tribute match, we started off AEW dynamite with Dax Harwood, the fat FTR taking on CM Punk, who was gone the last two weeks. It's FTR number one, right? Yeah. FTR number one. Now, Again, this is the Bret Hart tribute match because these two guys love Bret Hart. Everything about him was so great. Okay, this match was fun. This was a good way to start off the show to say like, hey, you want to see traditional hard-hitting wrestling that is just in the squared circle, not a lot of bells and whistles around it? Well, then this is what we're going to give you. This was fun. What did you think, though, about CM Punk Beating MJF, you know, taking some time off after a, a, a monumental win in his career, and then just wrestling a tag team guy. That was kind of interesting, I thought. Yeah, I um, I thought the same thing, but this is a good, this is a good way to kind of give him something to do, I guess, without really digging into a huge storyline maybe that he's not really going to dig into, if you will, I guess. So it, that one didn't bother me. And, you know, it was probably one of those things in the back where, like, you're amazing. I think you're the greatest. I'd love, you know, if I could ever get a chance to work with you or something, they're like, oh, let's make it happen. That kind of thing. Now, a couple of things I, I want your opinion on. Uh, one, Dax Harwood, this entire time uh, throughout the match, was fighting without the help of FTR number two, right? He, FTR number two was standing on the outside, was just cheering him on. There was plenty of times, being heels, that... FTR number two could have helped out FTR number one, right? Dax Harwood could have cheated to get an advantage on CM Punk. Now that didn't happen, right? Second, after CM Punk wins this match, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, that's the other one, kind of get into it with the gun club who are obviously heels. So it seems to me... That with FTR getting rid of Tully Blanchard, saying that he wasn't committed to winning championships, then having Dax Harwood win this match, or excuse me, compete in this match clean, not trying to do any underhanded tactics, and then now it looks like wrestling the gun club, the ass boys, Mm -hmm. Billy's sons, whatever you want to call them, do you think we're getting an FTR babyface run? I want to call them the ass boys. 
so I ass call them the, the ass boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. FTR face run. Yeah. Looks. I mean, what else are they going to do as a heel that they haven't already done? Right. I mean, I you know they're gonna. They've got a bit of a shtick down. I like that mm-hmm. they'll wrestle anybody, anybody, everywhere, and, and like mm-hmm. they're true to their shtick. They're very authentic. Feels mm-hmm. very genuine. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing how they do carrying that over and you know beating up some bad guys. So that then brings the question and kind of jumping ahead, but we'll get into it a little bit more of a deeper dive. But MJF later on in the night says, oh, everyone thinks that the pinnacle is disbanded. That is furthest from the truth. We will be back next week stronger than ever. Well, if you got Wardlow who got kicked out, obviously, you got FTR who says, you know what, we're going to do this the right way. What happens with Sean Spears? And then MJF, is he left alone? Is this now we're going to get a time where MJF doesn't have the big monster to hide behind? Or in this case, Sean Spears with a chair? So what do you think would happen if we are getting the FTR face run? What happens with the pinnacle? So I th- I think that's I think we go that kind of route, right? He comes out and he's like, the pinnacle's here, and they come out and kind of do their thing and whatever. They're standing around. But, you know, there's a missing thing of Wardlow. FTR starts kind of like to kind of sink it in, right? Like, hey, man, we're, we're tired of this, right? That's what Tolly would have us do, and that's why we got rid of him. Like, we don't need it. We're, we're just fists, right? Like, we can just do whatever. And so they kind of like walk away, and then Spears is just kind of left there. Like, oh, you can keep he- Spears as a lackey for MJF, right? But, like, then it sinks in like he doesn't got help, right? Like, Wardlow comes out, and he easily beats up the two of them, you know. Or, you know, and Spears you can kind of – slowly distance yourself from i think but like i i don't want to see a face run out of spears so i don't see him like walking away from it but maybe he just gets beat up so fucking bad we don't see him for a while that's true that could happen now we could because they've already done it once and tony khan will do one story you know in a different shade of gray with someone else let's not be shocked if tolly blanchard does come back and says hey ftr is out Wardlow's out because he doesn't even want to be here. I found a new tag team for you, MJF. It's fill in the blank. It could be the Briscoes. That's how we get the Briscoes here, right? The Briscoes have replaced FTR because they are about this So life, he says, you know? I was looking for some boys that could get it done. I was looking for some boys that ain't afraid to do it dirty. I was looking for some boys to, you know what I mean, to help me get to the top. And I found them boys. And then fucking out they come right got their chickens behind them loading the shotgun doing whatever they do Meth, and probably. look that could easily happen because again i don't fact check but i believe not this friday night not tomorrow but the following friday night the first of april is the ring of honor super show which will feature the briscoes versus ftr Again, we could here here's another idea. Tell me tell me how this fits for you. Yeah. We do the pinnacle segment where MJF is trying to tell everyone, you know, hey, this is we're all here. FTR doesn't necessarily do anything, but they look uncomfortable. Then we get to the Ring of Honor match with the Briscoes, FTR. That's when when Tully Blanchard says, FTR, you're out, then boys, you're in. 
And then MJF appears on the Ring of Honor Super Show to say, like, yeah, the Briscoes are my guys. Huh? I, I don't hate that at all. I like all it would of be. That. It would be interesting to see such a top-level star like MJF, who is one of the main attractions for AEW, to show up on this Ring of Honor show. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. Yeah, so let's move on now to the other side of this match, CM Punk. So CM Punk wins the match. He does his little flex, and then he does the title. Like, I want a title. Tim? What are we doing with CM Punk? Hey, man. I mean, he's a big enough name that he's going to carry weight in a world heavyweight title feud. So, you know, I I think you can put him up against anybody who's a champion, and you're going to get something out of it, right? He knows how to Mm -hmm. carry a story. He'll have some good promos. He'll elevate Mm -hmm. the person. Uh, Mm -hmm. All that's great. I don't know about – I mean – it's not going to shock me if somebody puts a world title on CM Punk, I guess, you know, so, and I, I don't think it wouldn't like be the worst, right? Especially if it was kind of a couple month run and get some, get some, uh, ratings if you will. So I, I don't know. I just don't know that it's, if he goes after Hangman, he'd have to be heel, right? Or maybe we find out that CM Punk fills the role of Cody Rhodes and says, hey, that TNT championship that Scorpio Sky and Men of the Year essentially hold with Dan Lambert, yeah. I'm going to go after that one. And then we've got a top-tier guy trying to elevate the title, which is the TNT championship, to you know, up to that same level as the heavyweight championship. And look, on paper and just visually, that's the perfect, you know, opposites attract kind of storyline right you have the fashion or the fashion and the flashy clothes yeah the the fashion and the flashy clothes of men of the year who's on jet skis and big boats and all that stuff with the gritty you know chuck taylor's and ripped jeans of cm punk right that's what and then we've already talked about this in the past dan lambert cm punk collision course promo battle Huh? I yeah, I mean it. that's that's gonna be great. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that either. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think CM Punk with the TNT title run would not be the worst either. I don't. So, I think that's a good step. Maybe right. You you have him bring the title. He goes on the fucking Conans and the whatever, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Right now, the YouTube yeah, shows. But, you're right. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, he goes on fucking. Pat McAfee, although he won't, but you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Whatever version of that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I can get down for that. I wouldn't hate it. You know, I'd just be like, yeah, sure, CM Punk. Remember him? Yeah. Well, because him losing that title could then go into his next feud, and then after that feud, then could take us to that world championship. And then he could say, you know, all I need is the tag team championships, and I'm the first Grand Slam champion in AEW history, right? I mean, that wouldn't shock me either. Uh I don't think he goes after Hangman, though. I think he'd be dumb because, and we'll get into my Hangman take here in a second. I think you actually have it pulled up uh, for us when we get to it. But uh, Hangman's over. And mm-hmm. CM Punk, last time you kind of battled with someone who was over, didn't necessarily get all the cheers. Now, Eddie Kingston is a enigma to himself, but still, 
I, I think maybe CM Punk's going to say, let's not do babyface versus babyface because I don't really come out on top on those right now. Right. You know? Yeah, I agree with you. All right, so now let's move on for variety, which felt like the the you know tagline of last night's AEW Dynamite. On the opposite end of the spectrum from that in the ring match with technical sharpshooters and stinger, uh, you know, scorpion deathlocks and whatever you want to call it, we get eight men just trying to fucking kill each other. So yeah. we get. We get Sting, Darby Allen, and the Hardys taking on Private Party, the Butcher, and the Blade. And fuck that ring. Let's just fucking throw each other off things because that's mm-hmm. what happened here. How much fun was this for you, Tim? Oh, yeah. I, I like this a lot, right? I mean, this was it was remin- reminiscent of the Dippin' Dots days, right? We got mm-hmm. them up uh, mm-hmm. on, on the complex or whatever they call it, the concourse, right? The concourse up there. That and, was here uh, in Kansas City. Yeah, the Dippin' Dots was Kansas City, yeah. Dippin' Dots was yeah. Kansas City. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought this was fun. And, again, a spectacle, right? I mean, you got Jeff Hardy jumping off of, of windowsills. You've got, you know, the Butcher and the Blade bloodying up and doing whatever they do. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Um, this feels fun. Like, this is something you do with the guys like the Hardys, right? Like, you know, you put on a spectacle, right? If that's their claim to fame, right? Like, I know we're saying, like, hey, they ain't got a whole lot of years left, but, like, make me care right and at least this is like you know what i mean this is abnormal so yeah create a highlight you know what i mean so when they do the sizzle reel for aw 2022 it's going to be jeff hardy jumping out of that windowsill onto butcher and the blade also private party doing the the side effect thing to matt hardy off the stage was another big spot which hey matt hardy cut it out man too many times you've fallen from, you know, really high spots and you busted your head. That was another spot where you're just going back first. I don't know if I really want you to do that. You know, like maybe, maybe go chest first. Yeah. See what happens there. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, now here's the thing. I did notice the box is a t-shirt's under the table, right? Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That's, you know, yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah. take care of the Well, guy, they're right? selling t-shirts, Tim. They're selling right, t-shirts. Exactly. Where else are you going to put the product the placement? Right. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Uh, also, side everything note, else is under uh, the ring. We didn't have any more room, so we had to put the t-shirts. Of under course, the tape. yeah. Uh, side note: We also ran into Darby Allen's kryptonite stairs. Is that motherfucker got thrown down another flight of stairs? I don't know why he, he likes got, that he, spot. He got, he got, you know, mildly well, rolled. Still, we'll but, say, but he <laughs> took himself there. You know, yes. that still hurts, yeah, yeah. right? Those stairs aren't. Oh yeah, good. I mean, I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to yeah. go out there and do it at when he's eight years old. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it was as good, or as, I should say, as violent as when uh, Ethan Page threw Darby Allen down the stairs. But it was still a spot where. But I just like, think they missed the spot a little, right? Like he did the throw, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, you're sweating." And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you really threw me here." Right? And it was kind yeah, of like, that's true. Yep. So it, here's my takeaway though from this match. Again, we got all our fun shit in. Jeff Hardy jumps. Matt Hardy jumps. Darby Allen jumps. Sting jumps from the top rope. We all got the jumps in, right? But this Andrade family office, which was formerly the Hardy family office, you have to win. And 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 I don't want to see down on the scroll that private party beat local jobber team. That shit don't count. You know what I mean? On TV, signature show, AEW Dynamite, I have to see one of these fucking guys win. Yeah. All they do is lose, you know? I do know. Uh, yeah. It's... Um... 
I, I don't get the Hardy Family Office thing. Uh, I, well, I didn't get the Hardy Andrade. Family Office, and now I really don't get the Andrade Family Office thing. They they just kind of – this is another one where it's like, oh, yeah, well, the story naturally led here. And it was like, yeah, but you never explained much of the first story anyway, so it naturally flowing here still doesn't make a whole lot of damn sense either. I agree. It It, it feels better aesthetically with Andrade who has all the money in the world to have lackeys, right? Like that makes more yeah, sense sure. than Matt Hardy who just becomes whatever role he wants to become. Right. Yeah, Cause like, right. are we saying that Matt Hardy still making the same amount of money as Hardy boys, Matt Hardy when like, or is it only when he's big money, Matt, does he make money? So yeah. Is he, is he little money, Matt, when he's yeah. broken? Is he broke? Yeah. Remember, yeah, is, we is said he, he should be broke Matt Hardy, right? Like, he should lose all his money. He should be broke Matt Hardy. However, yes, I still think he should do that because I think he can do it well. I think, though, Baron Corbin did the broke character as about as good as you can do it. Like, he sold that shit to where I even felt bad for him. And I knew Baron he was going to Baron Corbin quietly one of the better, um, like acting performance mm-hmm. performers uh, in that company mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah so i mean yeah of course he could he could do it but i i don't know maybe not uh yeah. but yeah so sting darby allen hardy's get the victory andrade family office just fucking sucks so there you go um after a commercial break we get back into the ring and we get violence violence Violence, violence on young talent, violence, violence. We got Brian Danielson Mm. and John Moxley stomping a mud hole and the varsity blondes. Now, this is kind of, we're building to what we're doing here with John Moxley and Brian Danielson. So this is step two, right? They took out the best friends. Now they took out varsity blondes or yeah, varsity blondes. What did you think though of this whole match and presentation? So the match, fine, right? Like that's perfect, right? You're gonna you're gonna beat up on some of these young kids, which is what we've said. Um, the post match speech from Moxley got me a little perturbed because he's like, anybody that thinks they're gonna step up, blah blah blah, it's whatever. It's like, you did that last week. What happened to that guy, right? And I know we got a little bit of a continuation mm-hmm. of that story later, but at the time we didn't. So I was like, are you are we just glancing over the fact that somebody did think they were able to step up and like? Like, are we going to do anything about that guy? Like, what's happening there? So, I, I think I liked it, and I was like, okay, but I, you know, I guess they got to get there, right? We got to get in that part of the like where they actually tell the story to kind of get to some of the, you know, what I mean, the, the cresting moments and stuff. So, I think this is just putting in work, right? Let's beat somebody mm-hmm. up, yeah. So let's put a pin uh, really quick in John Moxley, Brian Danielson. I want to get back to that. Mm-hmm. The other half of this match was the Varsity Blondes with Julia Hart, and. Tim, Julia Hart. Uh, yeah. Just what do you think? What's well, we've going got on? a tweet that we want to bring up. So Tom does great work uh, live tweeting during the AEW hey. Dynamite. Join us there at Table Show. You can use hashtag Tweet the Table anytime throughout the week, um, and we'll read some of those right here on the show. But uh, if you're also if you're playing along with Tom and chiming in, you might get read right on here also. And uh, Tom had said, "Pull the trigger on this Julia Hart angle." At this point, what are we waiting on? Hashtag AEW Dynamite. And uh, at T3J2011 says, that's what I'm saying. And I'd be like, yeah, what? I don't get what we're doing here. Like, we've established it, right? She's weird now. She's a little sulking. She hadn't been right. But, like, we haven't seen, they keep mentioning, but we haven't seen the 
Kings of the Black Throne, House of Black, whatever the fuck, you know, the 14 different names. We haven't seen mm-hmm. them connected to her since. Like, we haven't seen them around. We haven't seen them fucking pissing off the Varsity Blondes. Like, we're mm-hmm. not getting that. And I mean, like, yeah, I guess you could say we got some here, but, man, you gave us the crumb for this one. Also, I think, you know, I like the idea that if you get misted in your face, you become something different, yeah, right? Pac like got misted. He became something different. Penta just changed his whole fucking name and gimmick. He's now the the goddamn Lucha Devil, apparently. And Alex Marvez is, the, you know, the worst theater actor possible standing next to him. Uh, but with Julia Hart, like, explain why you have the patch and everyone else has, like, moved on, right? Uh, Pac doesn't have anything anymore. He's walking around. Now, again, Penta has a mask on, so he also has a patch. But, like, Julia Hart is the only one that's still, like, showing an effect from the mist that happened yeah. during World War II. Like, what yeah. are we doing with this? Yeah. I, You know, I think you could explain some of that or just that, like, it affects some people worse than others, right? And then that's who he, like, focuses his prey on or something, you know? Well, and again, like, this is where we could utilize some of those secondary shows and then mention it on a Dynamite or Rampage where the Varsity Blondes, you know, on elevation approach julia hart and be like hey all the doctors have told us that your eye is fine you can take the patch off like you're okay and then it becomes a crutch for her and that's how she lashes out at whoever varsity blondes or joins the house of black however you want to do it but all we're really getting is just moody julia hart still wearing an eye patch that we yeah. don't know if she needs or not so I, I just, I don't know what we're doing with Julie Hart and also the varsity blondes to a larger extent, because again, cool. You played college football or high school football, whatever the varsity team you were on. I don't know, but not the best thing. So anyhow, they get stomped out. So let's, let's untake or let's uh, take the pen out of the John Moxley, Brian Danielson. So they win. Obviously you mentioned John Moxley cuts. A promo. Now, I want to get your opinions. The Blackpool Combat Club. What do you think of the name? Yeah, that's fine. Um, you know, you don't normally associate Dan- Brian Danielson. It's going to hard to shake that name. Uh, yeah. Brian Danielson and John Moxley with England and Blackpool. Um, but, I mean, it's it sounds like it's a legitimate name, right? Like, if I heard that, I'd be like, yeah, that's where some fights happen. Well, so Blackpool is the hometown of William Regal, and if William Regal is going to be the leader of this combat club, I get that. Again, I think it's been alluded to, but maybe not said directly, but I feel like they've both said, hey, we've been to the places that William Regal has been and learned from him in his element, right? Like, I think that's what we're saying. So maybe they have both been to Blackpool. So obviously that's where they learned how to become who they are. So it's the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, I like the name. I like Combat Club. You don't typically hear that portion of any type of faction. So that's kind of cool because that means it can be 100 people or two people. It's just a club, right? So like it doesn't have to be a number. It's not a trio. You know what I mean? Like Sam's Club. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Just like Sam's Club. Just like it. So let's get into uh, Will or Utah because mm-hmm. I want to tie back to what John Moxley said. 
Will or you Will or Utah and Trent basically were like, hey, no, nah, we're not best friends. Everyone's here is best friends except for us. We don't like each other. And Trent kind of says, hey, man, these guys trained you. They're putting their neck on the line. And here you go playing, you know, star boy, playing paparazzi guy, running back in the ring, trying to get an autograph from William Regal. The fuck? So what do you think is going to happen with William Utah with this whole combat club best friends angle? I think this was exactly how you got to play it, right? Like he's, they're like, hey, what the hell, man? These guys, what, what, what's your deal, man? Like what, you're trying to leave us and go hang out with those guys? And he's like, I mean, look, yeah, we're friends, man. And they're like, best friends. And he's like, yeah, 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 you know, sure. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Like we're friends, but like, this is business and I got to get in the business of combat if I'm going to be, you know what I mean? In combat sports. And they're going to be like, we haven't, got, we haven't shown you good enough. And he's like yeah you know what i mean like apparently not and then and that's you know, where it's going to yeah. be interesting because i like the line that willie Utah said there where he said hey uh, i'm not trying to be a best friend i'm trying to be the best wrestler and then he walked off Ooh. which well right now that means john you're beat up by the Brian Danielson, society yeah if you're a wrestler here's the other thing though i want i want to point out have fun at home or if you're at the show have fun watching this but John Moxley and Brian, Brian Danielson, I do think are friends. I think they texted each other, had probably long conversations on the phone, especially when Brian Danielson's considering whether to go to AEW or stay in WWE, right? I think they are friends. However, they have no chemistry outside of a match. Watch when they like try to like high five or half hug. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, because <laughs> they're so not hanging out in the same circles, right? They are associates that like each other. I think, you know what I mean? The professional friendship. But, like, these guys aren't, you know what I mean? When they're riding the car together, they're not like, hey, like, one's like, you want to go to the strip club? And one's like, oh, you want to go to the farmer's market you know what i mean like they're not running right. in the same circles in that regard so yeah i don't think it comes across but that's fine right if it's just a you know what i mean they could even play it as like listen I, I don't dislike you but like i don't really fucking think you're all that fucking great but like mm -hmm. you know if you're we're gonna fight then let's fight right like let's do it now the other thing that john moxley said that you had touched on is hey if you want to join this club you're gonna have to do it the hard way uh so I like John Moxley and I like Brian Danielson. I really like them as uh, singles wrestlers doing their own thing on paper. I like John Moxley and Brian Danielson with William Regal. And this promo was good. However, I feel like I need a better mission statement because I'm a little confused on what the hell we're even doing because initially it was Brian Danielson saying like for the future of wrestling, John, me and you need to save it and, and train all these guys as, it, as they should be. Then they have their match. Cause John Moxley is like, Hey, uh, I'm not just joining anyone. You got to earn my respect. So let's fight. And he beats him. You know, William Regal shows up, does his thing. Right. But now it's, the combat club, which doesn't feel to me that they are actively going out and saying like, 
Lee Moriarty or whoever it yeah. is, you're coming with us. So how this would work better as the combat club is if they blatantly ripped off Fight Club. But then you need somebody who's the lead guy, right? Like the Moxley, you know, the dual-headed Moxley-Danielson thing doesn't work as well because that doesn't fit that narrative, right? You have them mm-hmm. kind of like following somebody almost cult-like around this idea of like we're fighting and then like it turns into this kind of like populist movement, right? And who better? I mean, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson has done that before right like i'd almost just get moxley maybe out of it and have danielson kind of you know what i mean like being that you know doing it under that angle but i mean we're here now and uh, yeah i agree with you it the mission statement before sounded better right like we got to train if they were picking a prize pupil right like if they made it this like hey no we have selected you and they're like i don't give a fuck i don't want to do it and they're like well that doesn't matter <laughs> like right. right yeah that like, doesn't matter that this. feels yes that feels more in line with what the origin story of this whole angle is mm-hmm. is brian danielson now with john moxley co-signing saying we have to save wrestling from the young bucks or you know what i mean like that style of wrestling please gotta, <laughs> right and so it feels like then as you said yeah they would go backstage and find Willer Utah or find Daniel Garcia and be like, hey, you're Marshall. Yeah. Well, no, uh, Aaron Solo. <laughs> yes. He's younger. No. Right. Well, yeah. and that's someone they could grab. Right. Go to the factory. QT Marshall's like, oh, you guys are going to pick me. <laughs> and they just sidestep him and say, Aaron Solo, come with me. And then Aaron Solo's like, wait a minute. What? I'm like, no. Or, or Nick Camarado. That would actually be a benefit. Yes. Nick Camarado or Anthony Agogo. Actually, they'd all be fine. Anthony Agogo would actually fit because that's a blend of the traditional fighting arts that Brian Danielson has. But then the I'll knock you out with one punch that kind of John Moxley represents. That would actually be the best. Yeah. And, hey, diversity. It wouldn't just all be a bunch of white guys. Anyhow. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it feels like they would go backstage and say, like, we have selected you. And then it's up to them to say, like, cool, I'll come, or I don't want to. And then that becomes the, well, Friday on Rampage, John Moxley now has a match with you. I'm like, what? And like, yeah, so we're going to fuck you up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that seems a little bit, and maybe they do it, but it just didn't feel like that's what they said on Wednesday night. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, don't, I don't hate where this... Um, thing is completely right now but yeah exactly you know, it's, my, it's just not my it's just yeah. some people i'm seeing online it, you know when, when we're doing our live tweeting because you also do it at mm-hmm. table show on twitter oh yeah some people i see you know say something to the effect of like this is the best thing in wrestling and i'm not there yet that's all i'm saying is it could be but the best thing in wrestling was up next so after the commercial break we had MJF and Sean Spears walk out. And this was a, you know, mid, as he calls it, mid promo that he gave mm-hmm. until it wasn't. And then he's talking about how Wardlow's mom is a whore and he's going to crucify Wardlow like Jesus. Piss on his grave and shit. And like pissing yeah, on was- CM Punk's grave like you think he pulled that what out because he was like, here? this promo ain't. Yeah, you think like mid-promo he was like, all right, I, I know how to get him. <laughs> I mean, this took, yeah, because it started off with MJF just saying Wardlow is a pig, 
right? Yeah. He's trying to associate Wardlow and Pig because I, I don't yeah, know. Which is interesting. Pig still, I didn't think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. But then it went into like, I'm going to crucify him. And by the way, CM Punk, when you die, I'm pissing on your grave. <laughs> Fucking what happened there? Um, so Wardlow comes out. I want your opinion though. This is actually pretty interesting because again, we're doing the whole MJF has the contract of Wardlow and MJF said, Hey man, I'm going to keep paying you, but you're not coming to the shows. I'm going to keep paying you until they forget about who you are. Mm. That is pretty interesting. Yeah, no, I thought that was smooth. I like that line. Um, yeah, I like where he went with that. Um, yeah, the promo that stuck out to me as well. I was like, I was kind of like, this piggy thing ain't going anywhere. And then he kind of like, you know what I mean? Just threw some fucking darts that I was like, ow, whoa, man. Can we say that on TV? Yeah. It it got real, real quick. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so Wardlow comes out. Security was obviously there. Security pushes him back to the back. And then that's when MJF makes the comment that, hey, the pinnacle's not done. Uh, we've actually never been better. We'll see you next week. And I'm very interested in that. Because, again, I think the 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 seeds have been planted for FTR to turn babyface. And if that's true, that don't align with MJF and Sean Spears. So we'll see nope. what happens there. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. And then after that really fun promo, and then, again, we talked about best friends Will or Utah do their thing. We get back in the ring. AJ, or excuse me, Jay Lethal and Adam Cole reunite in a matchup they've had for the last 10 years, it feels like. And this was, again, another different style of wrestling, right? It wasn't the eight-man tornado where we're going to fucking jump off everything, but it also wasn't the technical, hey, I'm going to counter your sharpshooter with an anaconda vice. This was the... I'm going to bounce off the ropes just to do a cutter. And here's my knee upside your head and kind of more modern wrestling. I thought this was a good change of pace. However, Jay lethal. What are we doing with Jay lethal? I don't know why we have him here. Yeah, I really don't. And I think with ROH coming back, maybe he's Biden time. Yeah. You know, I feel like that would almost be, I don't know if concession is the right word, but it almost feels like, hey, I failed at AEW. I, I I left before I even started. Because honestly, the only thing that I've seen him do is challenge uh, for the TNT Championship and then challenge for the FTW Championship, losing both of those uh, matches, and now kind of just hanging out, wrestling guys he's wrestled before. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, th- I think he's getting lost in the shuffle, but I think if he went back to Ring of Honor, that would be kind of the white flag of like, I want to go where it's safe. Everyone liked me over here. Or, I don't know if we want to do that. Or it's at least just acknowledging where he actually is, right? Like, I know everybody like talks like all this, like, oh, Jay Lethal, Jay Lethal. And I just is another one where I'm like, yeah, you can do all the things that all of the other guys can do. Like the thing that he did better than anybody else above that stuck out about those was impressions. And that's what I kind of, so full disclosure, I don't know the career of Jay Lethal and Ring of Honor that well. I know he was a champion. I know he was a top guy for a while. I don't know what that character looked like or sounded like. 
I remember his character in TNA being the Ric Flair Macho Man impressions. And I honestly felt like when he came to AEW, it was going to be the, oh, you motherfuckers need to see the Ring of Honor, Jay Lethal, and then you're going to love it. But he immediately went to the, ooh, dig it. And it's like, man, nah. Like, that was 12 years ago, I think, or 10 years, you know, something like that. Yeah. And, and that just felt like, a, man, here's your opportunity to reinvent yourself in a new company and show why you were the man at the last company. And instead, you punt and just do the safe option of coming out to a macho man ripoff and kind of pointing your finger a couple times. So yeah, disappointing so far from Jay lethal, but on the other side, we get Adam Cole and Adam Mm -hmm. Cole gets the victory in this matchup and he's going to continue his feud with hangman, Adam page. And here is my biggest criticism of the show and AEW as a whole. And Tim, I think you have the, the tweet up. Is that correct? You probably do, yeah. Which one? Right, we'll about? have you pull it up, and then I'll give my rant here in a second. You, you talking about the show a stacked one? No, uh, didn't you pull up the Hangman and Adam Page tweet that I said? Yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yes. All right, look at that on the fly. So you said here this show is stacked, but I need more cowboy shit. Let's not forget he is the champion. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. And we had a couple of responses. That's what I was bringing up here. We had at at Anthony BC says, I'm just now watching Dynamite. I'm on the Cole Lethal match. I've been to every Dallas show and I thought we were loud, but this Austin crowd is loud AF. And at Katie First Lady says, seems like punk is not forgetting uh, in reference to, uh, you know, forgetting who the champion is. So we mm-hmm. can get to those points later here. But you're right. I mean, like uh, we were, what, a couple hours into the show here almost. And then we don't get... And on top of that, it was two minutes. I counted because I was like, fuck yeah, Hangman Adam Page. This is when he gets his 12-minute segment like, you know, MJF or a CM Punk does. Nope. He just walks out. Now, I will say, grabbing the belt and whipping Red Wagon and Adam Cole like they were disobedient stepchildren was kind of funny to me. I like that. But then he gets beat up. And then that's the like segment for hangman. There was a couple interesting parts I will bring up, but if you were to watch this show from start to finish, and you were just to say like, this is my first viewing of AEW. keep hearing about these names, Kenny Omega, John Moxley. I thought it was, you know, Daniel Bryan. Apparently now it's Brian Danielson. And I'm watching this show. Hangman's like the seventh most important guy in this whole thing. And so, and they don't do He's a whole lot of explaining. Like, if you didn't know who the champion was, and then he hits the thing, they're like, oh, here's the champ. You're like, oh, the champ. And then you're like, champ just got that was the champ. pretty quick. Yeah. Well, and just like, but that was the champ. He doesn't even do some, like, enraged backstage promo where he says he's going to, you know, beat the ever-living shit out of Adam Cole. It was just he gets beat up, and then yeah. he recovers, and that's it. Like, Yeah, look, I think they did a masterful job on, on the chase story for Hangman Adam Page, but... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if we've seen Tony Khan's, you know, when Kenny Omega was the champion, the story of Kenny Omega as champion was told well. Now, I don't know how much that was Tony Khan and how much was Kenny Omega influencing that. Right. Um, The John Moxley as champion thing I don't think was told with much, right? There wasn't a whole lot, you know, storyline-wise, right? It was generally like, I'm the champ. Try to beat me up. You can't, right? And we get that a lot. 
Yeah. That was that was more fitting to his character, right? It True. was the that is the, his yeah, that's his whole shtick. Yeah, it was the I'm okay, I'm gonna prove that I'm the best. Someone get in this ring. Jake Hager, I'm gonna choke yep. you out. Lance Archer, I'm gonna beat you up. You know, whoever it is, yeah. right? Yeah, and I mean, even Jericho before was that, champ. I mean, but again, Jericho I'm sure Jericho was yeah. yeah Jericho's champ was great way to establish that title. Remember mm. he uh, he was calling himself the youngest AEW champion because he was yep. the only AEW champion. Yeah, he did great. the Cody storyline, which was really awesome. Uh, he yeah released the Hounds and then the Matt Hardy and the uh, all the stuff. I felt like every championship reign, the champion has been focused, except for Hangman. I feel like. When Hangman does get these opportunities, when he's doing the Texas Tornado match and he does the fucking buckshot lariat off of a referee, you're you're like, well, he's he's creative, right? He got a little MacGyver in him. He can figure out how to get his finisher off in any kind of you know circumstance. And, and I so I kind of feel like this isn't on Hangman because again, he walks out and we fucking go crazy. We go yeah, crazy just- every time even here right like even here this isn't about hangman right like they're out there doing a match with some other people you know what i mean and then like hangman has to come out and like start a fight and then hangman gets beat up and then they just go back to bragging about how cool they are again right like this isn't somebody chasing down hangman out of jealousy this isn't Mm -hmm. someone chasing hangman down out of past indiscretions this isn't you know what I mean? Thinking he's weak, right? Like this is just the Adam Cole this wants is just to be the champion. To stay, yeah, it's just another bully, and and Adam Page is trying to be like, don't bully, and right, like coming in, and, but then also getting bullied. So it's weird. It's a weird story. Yeah, and especially you know, play to your crowd again. He's cowboy shit, and you're in the most cowboy state uh, in the United States. You're in Texas. Of anyone who should have been featured more than any other person, it should have been your champion hangman Adam Page. A lot of cowboy, cowboy shit in Texas. You know what? Yeah, like you're gonna get cheers where the roof might come off, but again, we get two minutes. Now, I will say the interesting part was this. So Hangman walks out by himself. He's gonna kick Adam Cole and Red Wagon's ass. So he gets his belt and he's whipping him. And then obviously the numbers advantage. They end up stomping a mud hole in Adam Cole. But it's Jurassic Express for the save and not the Dark Order. Do you think this was just, hey, it's because we teamed last week? Or is this Dark Order saying, like, get your new friends to, to handle this guy? I wouldn't hate like that if he's like, anymore. oh, guys, man, like, missed you out there. Could have used some help next time and then been like oh well you know we had a match coming up and mm-hmm. you know we were focused on that and you know other times we're looking for you you're not around right and then they just kind of stare at each other right like, you know, yeah because yeah, because mm-hmm. hangman could be like oh yeah no i totally understand because that's the thing is you want it to be friendly right mm-hmm. where let's just say john silver is like oh yeah no totally would but i was honestly i was trying to get into a good m- mental state because yeah. i was in the main event almost and like then, your first argument with a new roommate right right but then hangman could be like Hey man, I get it. John Silver, Reynolds, you guys had the match, but like ten, you didn't. Cole, Cole Cabana, you did, and you didn't even actually walk out there with them. So like, 
what's hmm. going on? And they're like, oh, nah, it just it, things happen. Like, things like, he happen. was going to get coffee. He was, you know what I mean? Like, they were yeah. going to go get something. Right, yeah. And then they he just take a negative one back to, to school. <laughs> yeah, and then they just awkwardly separate. And that would be a good visual if they both went the opposite oh, way. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, just kind of a little, like, uncomfortable. They're like, oh, okay, like, cool. Good talk, man. Well, yeah. Gosh, man, so, yeah. you know what? Mm. I I don't think you can do it now. Maybe you can, because I don't know how long Hangman's going to be champ. But if you could establish a top guy within Dark Order, mm-hmm. and it was that top guy who takes the title off of Hangman, that's a chef's kiss kind of storyline. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't think there's anybody in Dark Order now, and I think... Yeah nobody would be welcoming of somebody coming in and taking over the dark outside of one name i think but Mm -hmm. um i don't know that's when that one name comes in i think he's destined for bigger things than doing that and and i yeah and i think right and i think that that wouldn't really align with the storyline right it it, for this Mm -hmm. to really be a you know, a stake in the heart, it would have to be someone that Hangman has been developing this relationship with, right? It would have well, to be 10 or someone like that. Let's, I was going to save it until we talked about the match, but let's, let's talk about the possibility of it being somebody you mentioned in a tweet when you said, John Silver is incredible, hashtag AW Dynamite. And at Tammy Lynn 48 replied, very underrated, which I do think he's underrated, but I think he's so charismatic and likable that I don't know that he could get that heel kind of what we're talking here but i think he's the biggest person that like the highest ceiling for stardom out of the group right yeah but i could never see him beating hangman for the championship now i guess maybe he's got it maybe he's got it well you know what we could do possibly here's here's a left turn that maybe let's see how this uh hits you is what if it's John Silver cost Hangman the championship, right? So now it is finally when John Silver does try to make the save for Hangman because the numbers advantage for Red Wagon and Adam Cole is too much. But then John Silver just goes like, you know what? Here's a little bop in your face there, Hangman. Fuck you, buddy. And then walks out. Then Adam Cole becomes champion. But then it was John Silver who, you know, stabbed him in the back. We could do that. Love it. I wouldn't hate it. Could do that. Yeah. We'll get to the main event. We'll we'll get back to that in just a second. But uh let's get into the dumbest segment of the night. Tony Schiavone's in the ring with Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti. And they're trying. They're trying. I'm not saying they didn't try. It was effort. It didn't come yeah. off great. It but they're saying yeah, where's that? You know, we're great. We love it. And essentially, long story short, they say uh, Paige Van Zant versus whoever the fuck else in a mixed tag match ASAP. Let's do it right now. Even though we're not dressed, let's do it right now. Lambert walks out with the men of the year, says that Paige Van Zant in her contract doesn't need to go to shit towns like Austin. I think it was in Austin. Um, so she's not here. And the whole thing is that, like, uh, Sammy Guevara jizzed on the belt. I mean, they got some bodily fluids on the belt, I think, is what we're going with. And I just, you know, with Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti, at this point, 
somebody needs to, I, I would sit them down and give them the Bo Dallas speech. And what I mean there is like, hey, listen, everybody thinks you guys are fucking annoying and all you talk about is each other and how you're like fucking and like, you know what I mean? Like even, you know, like no shame about it, even though like it has some kind of past connotations people don't like. And so uh, lean into that. Let's turn you fucking heel. Let's turn you into what we tried to do with Kip Sabian and um, Penelope Ford. And Penelope Ford. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tim, that's what you do. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. Because Penelope Ford can get heat, right? We've mm-hmm. obviously seen that. But if you know who Penelope Ford is, you've seen her on the independent circuit. And not to say that Tay Conti is not a badass, because she 100% is. But we've seen Penelope well, That's what will make it somewhat easy to hate right because like right, but, she can back it up but with penelope Ford, there was a little bit of that respect where it's like i've seen her take an ass whooping in a uh intergender match with ethan page you know what i mean like we respect who uh penelope Ford is not to say we don't respect tay conti but she did that reasons. crazy match on new year's eve but she hasn't been doing the other real wrestling stuff right so yeah i think they would fit that mold way better than Kip Sabian Penelope before. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, who the fuck cares about whatever match they're trying here? What is it? Ethan Page and Paige Van Zant versus this Tay is to and get, Sammy? This is to get, you know, Paige Van Zant is, is wrestling now and they get some AW, you know, mainstream media cred and they'll be like, also, there's this Ty Conti. She's a former whatever, you know, whichever mm-hmm. one she... What was it? Brazilian? Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah. Right. No, uh, no. She's Judo. She she's does Judo. judo. Right. That's what yep. I thought. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and then they'll be like, also, one of the pinnacles of AEW, Sammy Guevara, right? And they'll, you know, and they'll be like, Dan Lambert of American Top Team is there. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they make the rounds on ESPN or whatever the fuck. And yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Uh, it was announced that on July 9th, uh, Paige Van Zant is getting back into... Uh, the squared circle and she's going to do bare knuckle boxing. So she's not really going to fucking show up for this. So yeah. let's not They'll do make it a quick. No, they're going to do a one-off to try to get people. Like I said, some uh, just to get it on the ESPN.com and the fucking USA today and shit like that. I guess, but I'm not, I'm not a fan. Don't like it. Let's, let's try to figure out something else. You know, maybe let's just fucking get rid of, all of the page man's aunt. And you know what? Dan Lambert's ran his course. If he's not going to be with CM Punk and do that shit, then get him the fuck out of here. I don't know. Uh, okay. So let's get into the women's portion of AEW where we fit in all the women in 15 minutes. So we get red velvet versus legit. Hirsch. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's efficiency. Now here's the theory that I read and I don't know who I read it from. It was on Twitter. Someone said it. But the theory is, hey, Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet aren't going to move the needle, right? People may tune out and may not tune back in. Thunder Rosa main evented, but it wasn't the biggest numbers in the world. And if she's not with Britt Baker, maybe she also doesn't you know, move the needle as well. So if we package it all together to get it out of the way, and then we get back to the, you know, bells and whistles of our show then our ratings won't be that bad what do you think about that theory possibly i guess i don't know you know with the thunder rosa thing i don't think like they haven't captured i know you didn't specifically single out thunder rosa you know to be Mm -hmm. the point of this but like with her like i think it's part of 
this isn't on her, right? Like, given her YouTube show and stuff, like, she catches a following. We're not really telling much of the story of Thunder Rosa in this. Like, we knew, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the only person to bring the fight to DMD. And, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There was a little bit of a following. But, like, we haven't seen that on TV. So now all we're just seeing is Vicky Guerrero trying to be racist against her own kind. You know, like, it was just a weird... Yeah, you know. let's let's get to that in just a quick second because again, Red Velvet took on Layla Hirsch, mm-hmm. and uh, Layla Hirsch cheats to win. Uh, dark Chris Statlander and just all black because that means she's moody. Look, I'm mm-hmm. wearing black, Tim. Don't don't ask me how I'm feeling because I'm 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 moody. I'm I mean, moody. you are, aren't you? Uh, but it's because I'm wearing black yeah, but, now. But that's yeah, but that's I mean, that's a real thing. Yeah, but I'm moody because I'm, I'm wearing right, black. Yeah. yeah, now you know not to fuck with me. Yeah, don't fuck with me now. I'm wearing black. Everybody so anyhow, that, like, whatever. Pissed about something. This is a this is a storyline that should be on elevation. This is what I'm talking about. With some of the things need to happen on other shows. This is one of them. I like Layla Hirsch. I like Red Velvet. I like Chris Statlander. I like Chris Statlander better as she thinks she's an alien than. I'm moody, but I don't want this on. Like, there's only two hours of dynamite. Dynamite's my my my, my night. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Again, if there was a great story behind this, cool. But this it's ain't a it. fine story. It's a fine story. I mean, it's fine-ish. Like, it's very but, minimal. But if you were to tell me this match happened on Elevation, I might go out of my way to fast forward on YouTube to get to this match to see what happens. But I'm going to be a little bit checked out if this happens right after Hangman and Sting and CM Punk and Brian Danielson and John Moxley. Like, nah, I, I'm not following this with all of that stuff. So yeah, it feels out of place on the card, right? Right. Like, and again, yeah. we used to chastise them for like this exact placement, right? Like, it, hey, well, it's right before the main right event. Before the main event, right? And again, right before the main event. As we spoke about, Thunder Rosa comes out. And Tim, death, taxes. And if you become the AW Women's Champion, you will wrestle in your first feud, Nyla Rose. Yeah, it's like, we got to get a big challenger. It's like, well, who's a big challenger? Jade Cargo. Oh, we can't do that right now. Well, who's the next big uh, Nyla Rose. Yeah, all right. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. But it, I yeah. mean, it's legitimately been. So Rio was the first women's champion, her first feud. Nyla Rose. Now Nyla Rose becomes champion and Hikaru Shida beats her. Hikaru Shida then has to beat Nyla Rose in a rematch. Mm-hmm. Then Burt Baker becomes champion. And in her first feud, she has to beat Nyla Rose. Because remember the cheeseburgers for the celebration? That's how it all started. Yeah. And now Thunder Rosa is your champion. And Vicky Guerrero is racist, apparently. So, yeah. like. <laughs> so what? weird. Yeah. What? I I don't know. Tim, what are we doing? I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what I expected them to do, I guess, but this probably wouldn't have been what I would have drew up. I this is where know. this is where let's bring back a Penelope Ford. Let's bring back Mercedes Martinez who says like, "Hey, pal, we had some fights. Now we're friends because fuck Britt Baker." But now you got a championship, and I want that championship. And there you go. Or even a crazy bunny, right? Like, can we? Yeah, bunny just yeah does a little stare. Yeah, and 
butcher in the blade corner or in the back, right. you know, and You're then all Bundy bleeding just from goes the like, eyeballs for some weird reason. Yeah, but and, and this isn't a, a diss on Nyla Rose. I like Nyla Rose. Yeah, but she's also kind of like the Andrade family office, where it's like, the only time I see her on TV is her losing. I, I to feel someone. like she also fits. They did the same thing with Lance Archer, right? We established Nyla Rose and the character very well, but we haven't done anything with it, and we just keep doing the same, you know, it's the Hogan Must Pose version of this mm-hmm. character every time we see it. Speaking of uh, Lance Archer, it was announced uh, on Dynamite that on Friday, it's going to be Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes. Mm. Oh, that match is going to be hard-hitting. It is, but again, when Dustin Rhodes walks out and you see his video package of who he is, that motherfucker will say one last ride. And it's been saying one last ride for three fucking years. Yeah. Go ask Christian if that shit gets over. Like, stop it. Fucking cut it out, man. Yeah, at least take that off the video package, right? Like, at least yeah. ignore it. <laughs> yeah, man. I just, man. I mean, it is I, one last ride. It's just a but like, long it's ass It's just ride. uninteresting. But it's yeah. just uninteresting. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a go-nowhere mid-carter who's going to lose to Lance Archer, who's also a mid-carter going nowhere. Lance Archer, Keith Lee. Let's have some fun. Lance Archer, Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs. Let's have some fun. Like, you can do some things with Lance Archer because oh, he's Archer crazy. Keith Lee. That's what oh, I'm saying. I'm already but, dreaming of, yeah. But Lance Archer's crazy enough to where it doesn't have to be an in-depth storyline, right? We don't have to have nuance and character building and all that. Just say like, hey, everyone dies. That includes you, fatty. And then now they're fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's all we need to do. But Justin Rhodes is fat. <laughs> he's fat. He's exactly that. Um, but... You know, Dustin Rhodes. Like, yeah. And now you know yeah. what's going to happen. Hmm. It's all going to be Chance of Cody. That motherfucker is going to get Chance of Cody for the rest of his AEW run until Cody comes back because he got fired. You know what's going to be the funniest thing when Cody Rhodes shows up at WWE is we're going to find out that that was a fake tattoo the whole time on his fucking neck and it's going to be gone. <laughs> Or, Vince or they're going to make him wear a turtleneck. Or Vince made him get tattoo removal. Like it has like little like marks on his throat. It, it just It's the WWE scratch over. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. And I told you, I, I told you this uh, via something. Um, I don't know how I told you. Uh, we don't fact check here. We don't fact check. Uh, I think people. Okay. The Cody story is uninteresting. Outside of the ring. He left AEW. It was interesting. He's going to WWE. We'll wait till he comes on on the screen, right? But until then, all this other stuff, he is. He isn't. He is. is That's not interesting. The thing that people, I think, forget is this guy did another television show on TNT, PBS, Mm -hmm. whatever the channel is. And when you're on a cable network... Typically, you have a non-compete to where then you can't be on another cable network. Mm -hmm. So when the Go Big Show is done, that's when he can go to Raw. 
Like his AEW contracts up, but the fucking go big show is still airing. And mm-hmm. until that season finale happens, he's not showing up on USA because Turner is saying that's a like Snoop Dogg can't go to raw right now because of that or whoever it is. T-Pain, Snoop Dogg, whoever. Yeah, Burt Kreischer's not going on USA, right? Like there's contracts of the other show that I think everyone's forgetting about that. Like, well, yeah, why isn't he on raw? Reality show still going. Is that a thing? I don't know. Who knows? Jesus. Christ. But the go big show is on television as a best practice. What they do is they say, Hey, we don't want you on a rival network, which is USA. So until this show is over, you ain't going over there. And then he can show up on raw. I think that's what people forget. So just, Fun TV fact for you there. Uh, anyhow, fuck Dustin Rhodes. Um, <laughs> I'm not, he's a good guy, but like his character's it's stupid. Just, That's yeah, what I'm I mean. not super interested in, in the story. His character's yeah. the worst. Um, now let's get into the main event. So we talked about the Dark Order. Again, John Silver is awesome. Gets the Cesaro hot tag, which again, Cesaro, maybe do something different. Um, but Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia are on the other side of this match. And I want your opinion. This was our first... Jericho appreciation match, Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia. What'd you think? What'd you think of them? Um, yeah, yeah. honestly, like I don't hate this grouping. I, I kind of make this should have maybe been the inner circle to begin with. Maybe, you know I mean? It feels more inner circle ish, right? Uh, it feels more like, what was that show with the fucking Wahlberg where he had the crew of folks, whatever that, Oh, Entourage. Uh, Entourage, yeah. It kind of feels yeah. that way. Like, I mm-hmm. like their promo enough earlier in the show, right? Um, I can get behind these names for the for the 2.0 guys even, right? The cheesiness of it. So, I don't hate it. I like Daniel Garcia being like, fucking flicks and it's in. <laughs> All fucking like 120 pounds of them. Um, mm-hmm. Just, you know, I don't hate that. I just, yeah, you know, it's, I think it's, the one thing that's holding me back is that I'm like, yeah, we did this. Yeah. We did this already. Yep. Now, the star of the whole faction is the 2.0 guys. And specifically, the, the square-faced, uh, dark-haired yeah. one that loves the Chiefs. Magic he, Man, Matt Menard, or whatever the Whatever hell the fuck Mr. his name Magic, is. Yeah. I think. yeah, Mr. Yeah, Magic Matt Menard, I think, is what it is. Because he, he's, <laughs> he's just a cokehead the entire time. Like, he can't stop when yeah. even other people are talking. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you want a taste? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> just as he's yeah. always fidgeting. Love that guy. He's the yeah. best. And the other guy's great, too. Like, mm-hmm. he's really funny with just kind of being more of the straight man, but also really funny. Yeah. Now, here's my biggest criticism of the whole thing. Yes, it does feel like we've done this before. But my criticism from the jump now that we've seen them post, we are announcing what we are is you said you were in like sports entertainers or what are they? They're not pro yeah. wrestlers. They're, they're, they're sports, sports entertainers. entertainers. Right. Then like Daniel Garcia should be looking like Coco beware. Like Jake Hager should be in fucking polka dots kind of making fun of Cody. Right. right. Like over the top costumes, in- major entrances, right? Like unnecessary, yeah. You know, like, don't just do Judas. Like, again, we all want to like that, right? Yeah. Like, we still want to sing that, like, which is crazy. That song's mm-hmm. not that good, but yeah, we still want to, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Still yeah. want to get behind it. Um, so, yeah, I would change it all up, right? Like, and again, that's what they do in sports entertainment. Jericho should be like, 
he should be changing their entrances and their like costumes every week. He'll be like, no, no, we need to change. The ratings came in from from Houston. <laughs> like yeah. they love this and like just constant rechanging, renaming, redressing. All but just of it. over the all top. It. it should yes, all be over, over the, the top. top. And then their in ring style needs to change too. If you're sports entertainers, Five Daniel Garcia, well, yeah, rest holds, right? Get a get a chin lock and lay on the mat and just talk to people in the crowd. Every move they do, they need to like turn the camera and be like, hey, <laughs> fucking like pose and fucking yeah. all the things. Yes. Yes, they should if go. If you're going to say, yes. yeah, if you're going to be sports entertainers, then Daniel Garcia can't be wrestling the same way that he has been. Or let them mumble about like which brand they're getting drafted. Like go over the top, right? <laughs> like just to be like, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Just now completely characterize if, it. If you want to have Daniel Garcia stay true to who he is, again, I alluded to he's the guy I think that's gonna connect the Blackpool uh, Combat Club and Jericho Appreciation Society. You could still keep him that way, and that's when Combat Club comes over and is like, hey, this guy doesn't seem like he fits, and then we get the war, right? Like, that would be fun. Yeah. But like everyone else, oh, even Jake Hager, you fucking idiot. Like, you got to be stupid as shit. I mean, you already are, but, like, just let it out. You know what I mean? Come yeah. out, fucking paint your chest red, white, and blue, wear a cowboy hat, whatever the, the fuck Do the typical big but, man stuff, right? Like, let's get yeah. him in a... Let's get him in a battle royal and have everybody team up and, and throw him out and have him like slam the thing. You know what I mean? Like just do the all the cliches they do over there oh, and just do it all. Get Jake Hager in a handicap match against some little people and just have him do that, right? Have bring in Hornswoggle and some friends and have Jake Hager be like, oh, look at me. Like that's the stuff you need to do. Oh, yeah, like Jericho needs to like he needs to make stipulations where, like, and after we beat you, we're going to pour dog food on you. <laughs> like, just do yeah. all of the things, right? Like, all oh, of the Oh, things. you want revenge? You you want you want this phone? You want this phone? Phone on a pole match. Yes. It's a phone on a pole yes. match, you know? Yes. Like, that, yeah. Right. That's the stuff that we're looking for out of this. Because if, again, if it's, hey, we're just tough guys and, and we're going to beat up pro wrestlers, man, that sounds like inner circle. That don't sound like anything different. So uh, I thought, what you, so that was the end of the show. It kind of fell a little flat because Jericho and Daniel Garcia get the victory and then we roll credits. So, yeah. ah. What'd you think though, as a whole from this, from this episode? Yeah. Again, I thought it was a solid show. Um, you know, it, it is in a new era, right? They're, they're transforming into different stories and kind of moving on from old ones. So I'm just kind of watching it with a hopeful eye on some of these. I think we've identified some that are, you know, iffy, but mm -hmm. you know, Hey, what are they gonna do? They're going to roll out there and give it their best. So we'll see what happens with it. And what, yeah. And that tweet that you read from, uh, from me on our, uh, Twitter account at table show. This was stacked and we didn't even have everyone's favorite pro wrestler on it. Eddie Kingston was not on this episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Santana Ortiz wasn't on this episode. We also didn't get a, a appearance from Hello? Well, we kind of did, but we didn't I mean, get the full there. appearance. Right. But he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. But we also didn't get Miro. We didn't get oh, Kenny Omega. We didn't get the young bucks. We didn't get, uh, we didn't get a lot of people. We didn't get Keith Lee. We didn't get uh, Shane Strickland. Like, I mean, we got some promos from Shane Strickland talking about 
uh, his match with uh, yeah. Tony Stark or Tony Starks. Yeah, uh, that's Ricky Starks. They signed recently that I kind of forgot about that segment. Like, man, we've got a lot to go through here. We almost mm-hmm. need this ROH to hurry up and give me a brain split. Let me see. Yeah, wouldn't hate it. Um, also, Tony Khan, as you uh, are watching the show, and then you're going to listen later. Get some help, man. Not like like mental help, but I'm saying like booking help. Because we're available. I did you see the shit we just came up with for Jericho? I just thought of that two minutes ago. Yeah, I'll get you a hornswoggle oh, versus. Yeah. Uh, we'll write some Jay shit Figger. for Magic Man Matt Menard here. Oh yeah, come on with it. Uh, but if you're in a book, AEW and Ring of Honor, <laughs> hey man. All the stuff you've been writing so far has been top notch and I've loved it. But if you're going to stretch yourself out that thin, that don't serve AEW that well. You know what I mean? Or it doesn't serve it ring of honor that well. And so that's why just, Hey, we're here. Reach out. We'll, we'll, we'll be here for you, Tony. Yeah. We're we're better than whatever was right in ROH before. Right. Uh, It was uh, delirious. Delirious was the booker of ring of honor since 2010. Did you know that? I did not know that. And then before that, you know who it was? Makes a lot of sense, though. But do you know who it was before uh, Delirious? Mm. It was Adam Pierce. Oh, it was Adam Pierce. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense, too. Sprinkling some Gabe Spikulski, or Mm -hmm. however the fuck you say his last name. He's the one that started it. And there were some other people. I know someone's going to be like, oh, but then 2009, it wasn't But then from 2022 into the future, it'll be Tom. I will write Ring of Honor. I will give you fucking handshakes and respect and all the dumb shit I don't like. I can easily write that stuff. But I can also give you fun. Handshakes and respect and all the dumb shit I don't like. <laughs> I hate that. I hate when two baby faces yeah. fucking wrestle and then afterwards it was just like, good match. Fuck you. If you beat me, I'm turning heel. <laughs> and if I win, I'm staying baby yeah, like, like that's that how thing I works for life. a storyline and somebody breaks the code of honor, right? Like but yeah. when it's a thing like I again, it reeked to me of guys who believed a little bit too much of their own bullshit. And yeah. when we're talking about the people who really idolize that as far as wrestlers and performers and still bring it up are kind of the people that I would say kind of believe their own bullshit. Yeah. Right, you're CM Punk's, you're Brian Danielson's for lack of, you know what I mean? For mm-hmm. not, you know, maybe not being the nice to him. Like these guys also are like, yeah, but I am also tough and I am the greatest person. It's like, okay, the moment you step into a cage with a real fighter, like you're getting your ever loving ass kicked because you're not a fighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to like, go talk to CM Punk? Like, right. We, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that that's kind of thing. when that's the shit gets real. It was always just eye rolling to me. It was like honor and a made up fucking guys, come on. Right, like, well, I, I understand yeah, it's all made to, up, and we're telling stories here, but like, but, fuck. But also, and not to go, not to end this episode kind of on a rant, but like, that is again what's off-putting to me in New Japan is that, uh, you know, Tanahashi has the best fucking kicks. The other guys letting them fucking kick him. It's not that great. And hey, control your narrative, assholes. Uh, this isn't real. We're gonna, we're gonna really fu- shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. The funnest thing from last episode that I keep replaying in my mind is how you point out that rules number one and two are you're in control, and then rule number five is like you can't do these fucking no moves. flips. <laughs> fucking idiots! You guys are so Who's in control stupid. here. Yeah. You can do whatever you want, but accept that. 
fucking idiot. Except the moves that I couldn't do, and I'm mad that everybody likes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. I didn't get it. Hey, I don't like that shit either, man. Like, but it, like I was almost kind of like, all right, I'm kind of behind rule number five. I don't need another fucking <laughs> tope suicida if I ever fucking see one again. Like, right. Ah, like, <laughs> like, great. You renamed yeah, a dive. But, cool. <laughs> I don't give a right. shit. <laughs> but you can't have rule number one and say, be... well, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> fucking idiots. God, I want to. We should do a watch along of that bullshit and just laugh at fake tough guys who can't throw punches going like, Did you see my power slam? Yeah, remember how bad Raw Underground was? That is. Yeah, that's that's what this this. is going to be. Yeah. God, God. Yeah. Control. And it's going to be. As much as I wouldn't have thought this was necessarily possible, it's going to be worse than Raw Underground. Oh, yeah, because it's not going to have the production value. Yeah, and it's not going to have now, a singular oversight. It's not going to have... Now, it might not have the, the shaky cameras that's going to make us sick, but, uh, yeah, you're going you're gonna to get some bullshit here. Hey, let's quickly talk. I just want to get your feedback on one thing uh, WWE-related, because we are on the road to WrestleMania. I took um, the exit. Yeah, so did I. Woo, there you go. U-turn. Um, it's like a DUI checkpoint. Not doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, I can do that. <laughs> uh, Thanks for having your lights flashing from a mile away. I appreciate that. I'm fucking turn around. <laughs> See ya. Um, but Seth Rollins, what, again, the, the rumors are, and everyone says it's Cody. However, are you at least entertained from this Seth Rollins can't get on the card, right? He tries to fight uh, with Kevin Owens to get a tag match. That doesn't work. Then he tries to fight Kevin Owens. That doesn't work. Then he tries to fight AJ Styles. That doesn't work. Do you at least find that part interesting of this lead up? I mean, I do and don't. I mean, I just... uh, Seth Rollins is great, but I feel like... I know we say go over the top with some of these things, but I feel like this character, he's really trying hard to make this like a thing. And it's just a guy who... I don't know, nervously laughs a lot now. You know what I mean? Is a little off his rocker and it just doesn't, I don't know. I mean, like it's weird when it's the heel, right? Like when it's a heel being like, I don't have a spot. I'm trying hard. And everybody's like, good. We don't fucking want you there, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And if it is Cody, I just, I, I think I alluded to this on past episodes. Like there's no backstory there. Like Seth Rollins and Cody don't have a thing. And, like, Cody also didn't leave in this, like, he didn't fucking drop a pipe bomb out the door. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, the Seth Rollins thing, I I almost, like, to me, it it almost fits better if he's interrupting into something that's on the card now because he doesn't get a card, right? He goes and interrupts that KO show or we, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Like, I just, yeah. yeah, In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if it's not Cody Rhodes. We don't see Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Oh, because like what you said yeah and i honestly think they're gonna do the raw after mania right because that's always when brock lesnar debut or re-debuts and stuff like that happens so i've i've personally thought it's gonna be the raw after wrestlemania when we see cody not wrestlemania itself however i i'm interested in the seth rollins can't get on the card at wrestlemania but it's hollow because it's two nights it's 10 hours and you can like there's like there's oh, yeah. a fucking Andre the Giant man matches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. But like the go in the Andre the Giant battle royal if you want. Like, yeah, the inconsistency of, of the things. Right. Like you could have had him like 
lose a match where the stipulation was he can't get on WrestleMania. Now he's doing anything desperately in his powers to get back, and he's trying to like impress McMahon, or he's trying to like mm-hmm. you know what I mean get it worked into a stipulation. Like, all right, well if I beat you, then we'll have another match with the stipulation of right, like doing everything he can there, maybe. But yeah, but again, the, but the, that's I, for a face, right? Like that's for a face. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Now it could be again if you told this right, you could make him start babyface and have the mental breakdown and turn into a heel. That's interesting. It's a little bit predictable, but it's also interesting, especially for a bland show like mm-hmm. Raw. But yeah, if if the show historically has been the best of the best, nothing else, then that's I think a little bit more interesting, right? Like this yeah. is one of the best guys on their roster, and he can't get on because there's six matches, and those are all full. Yeah, but meanwhile, we get Johnny Knoxville is going to fucking wrestle. Yeah. Know, or what it, like, it just yeah, doesn't. Yeah, the, Logan the inconsistency. Paul. So that's the thing that I I think they miss a lot too, right, is that inconsistency. Like, sure, you can go with this storyline led to here, led to here, led to here, led to here. It's kind of flat. It's kind of subsurface, you know, cheap, easy to digest stuff. But it all makes logical sense. However, you did something later in the show on another not connected storyline where the narrative is different and they would they couldn't exist in the same world. And that's when everybody's like, you, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just the story. It's like whatever. But, like, I'm watching the whole world unfold in front of me for three fucking hours. And, like, when I see in the first hour, you said things can only go left. So, naturally, when he tried to go right, he failed. And then we go, things only go right. And so like, it just, they, they flip back and forth so much that it's just unwatchable. You can't, you can't watch it. Like we said, this, like when you watch it, like a television show, uh, you know what I mean? Things happen kind of in an order and you follow along chronologically. They throw all that shit out the window with this and it makes it too hard to, to fucking follow and, and have any sort of like letting go of my disbelief. Right. Like it just, it's just gone. Yeah, I don't know. So the Seth Rollins we, thing, I think, he, yeah, it's more destined for him to fuck up the Kevin Owens Stone Cold thing. So that's my last question as we kind of wrap up here uh, towards the end of this episode. This is the go-home week for WWE going into WrestleMania. What is the one thing that you're like, I'm actually looking forward to X at WrestleMania? Right now, is there anything that no. on that card or potential? No, I think I'm like? only intrigued by how they do this Stone Cold thing. And you even said they fucked this up. Like, nobody is this a match? Is this a fucking show? No is one it a fucking whatever. Like, so that is the intrigue. It's like, all right, well, what are they going to fucking do with this, right? And I'll, I'm expecting to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in one of its, what I think people would call best case scenarios. It'll probably also be disappointing because, like, if he's coming back and he's going to, like, wrestle a handful of matches over the next year, I don't know I that don't we want really want to see that. Yeah, I don't want that. And Even so if he else, isn't. Like, bet- anything short of that at Mania sucks, right? So, mm-hmm. like, what are we doing? I don't know. Yeah. I think for me, even though it's been beaten over our head and told to us that this is the only thing that's fucking important in this world. I am interested now that they've made it title versus title. I know we've seen Brock and Roman 700 different ways, and now it's switched. Who is the guy, right? Who are they going to label as the guy? Yeah, I know. That is a little intriguing because, honestly, it wouldn't shock me with either answer. So it would be interesting to see who they think. I I would lean Roman right now just because I'm like, hey, they're banking on the future. 
and they think they'll get everybody watching. But like, we've thought that a bunch of times about Brock, and they've had Brock be like, fucking shove that, you know, foot up some guy's ass and fucking just move on. So, I, don't know. I think the only way they can fuck that up is if it's a DQ finish. If mm. they do all of that shit just, just to, to do a DQ next, finish, oh. just, well, just to have two champions on both shows. That would be the most disappointing thing they could do. Fucking WWE, that's what they're doing. That ah, we'll get into our picks next week. Hey, uh, AEW was fun. Rampage is going to have the best wrestler in the world getting some type of certificate from our best friend Cutie Marshall. Hook is going to be on Hook. the show. Excited Hook. about that. Hook. Yeah. He's on Team Taz, you know. Is he? He is, yeah. No one walks out with him. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not now even his, Taz. Well, Taz will commentate and clap, which yeah, he's okay. he's usually at the booth, right. That makes sense. But ain't nothing else Yeah, the team ain't there. Yeah, Team Taz with fucking Hook anymore. It's Team Hook. Wait, Team Hook, motherfuckers. Oh, man, dude, I tell you what. Hook and Powerhouse Hobbs. That's the fucking team. Hook and Powerhouse Hobbs. Tell me you wouldn't watch a, a triple threat match of Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Lucha Bros, and Powerhouse Hobbs and Hook. Just Why haven't we got what? a battle royal where Hook's just like leaning in the corner most of the time? You know what I mean? Until mm-hmm. somebody comes over and fucks with him and he fucking, you know, oh. ball kicks him and throws him out and then just goes back to leaning. <laughs> oh, imagine, imagine the battle royal that has Hook nonchalant beat everyone's ass and on the other end of the ring is orange cassidy also nonchalantly beating everyone's ass but it's two different types of vibes so like so like hook is leaning over doing this thing like where he's kind of like leaning looking out of the ring orange cassidy comes over and does the kicks while he's like looking the other way and he just kind of like slowly looks back at him and he's like the fuck and just like takes orange cassidy and throws him out and then dan housen curses him yeah. And then you get Dan House to curse him. There you go. God, Love that it. would be so much fun. Book us. Make us riders. Hire us. All right. With that, we'll get out of here. We'll let you, yay. Give us a call. We'll work out the details. We'll tell you what, you know, we'll tell you our salary and bonus and yep. signing bonuses and all that. But uh, until that, until that happens, we'll see you right here next week on the Spanish Announce Table. The Spanish Announce Table.